Hello, I'm Owen. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad you're listening. For more information on all that's going on at Wellspring, please visit www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. We're in uh, studying Colossians. We're going to chapter 3. 
today. And I think this is, um, this is part of um, how we'll receive that power, that, that strength that uh, the song was just about in our Christian life. And um, it is as we focus our hearts and minds on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that's, again, I know that's what Colossians so far has been about as we've talked uh, the last couple weeks in Colossians. I think it's pretty clear that that's what it's about is it's about Christ and his headship and and who he is. But I would say that this morning that's the message is to draw our attention to heaven, to draw our attention to things above, to draw our attention to the Lord Jesus Christ, because uh, there is just so much in the world today that is clamoring for our attention, calling for our attention And it is easy to um, really be discouraged from that and not even recognize it, to really lose our spiritual strength um, and um, and, and kind of wonder what's going on. So Colossians chapter three, verse one, the Bible says this, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. He tells us here in this passage that we are to seek, to follow after, to seek after those things which are above, to set, to set our affection on things which are above. And that's not just, you know... It's not just, oh, I'm looking forward to heaven as it's going to be a wonderful place. Yes, but it's not, it's not like uh, heaven's better than Ohio, you know. Like I'm definitely looking forward to heaven now that it's snowing. That's not what, I, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, it's not just like heaven is our, you know, looking forward to your, you know, a vaca- upcoming vacation. It's more than that, isn't it? it it's, about, it's about looking forward to, to heaven. Why? Because of Christ. Yeah. Because of him, it's because of where he is, there we will be also. It's more about him than about just the place. It's about who Christ is to us and who we are to Christ. He says that in that if then, in in chapter 3, verse 1, if then. I I think that's an interesting correlation. You know, if, if you're risen with Christ, then. Right. This is this is, you know, we can't expect the world to be all that excited about things above. You know, I don't think that the the daily news is all that excited about uh, eternal things and the things of Christ. But if you've been risen with Christ, verse one, if your life is hid in Christ, verse three, meaning, you know, if you're if, 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 if you are secure in the Lord Jesus Christ, if there is no, you know, condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, then, you know, that then then 
This is why we worship him. This is why we serve him. This is why we seek those things. He says, Christ who is our life. Yes, sir. You know, this is what we live for. Because he died for us. Because he died for us. Then we can live for him. It says, when Christ shall appear, then we shall appear with him in glory. This is our future. And you think about you think about what you're looking forward to, what, what is, what you're excited about, what we anticipate. And he says, not if Christ shall appear, but when Christ shall appear. That's the big, that's kind of the big thing that we are anticipating as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, is the Lord's return. And he says, when he will appear, then we're going, to be, we're going to be glorified with Him. I would say this, that you, we have a quite, quite a bright future in the Lord Jesus Christ. A, a bright future. And so He says, if, then seek those things. Those things. Well, what are those things? Well, He first tells us what they're not. He gives us a list of things to mortify in verse 5. Those things that are earthly. Those things that put away, but the Lord Jesus Christ talks a lot about this as well. While he's here on this earth, he tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, he says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now this is a great passage, especially for someone that is anxious or something like that, is this passage of, you know, uh, what we think about and what we consider. He tells us to consider the fowl of the air. He tells us in that passage to consider and think about the lilies of the, of the field and how that God cares for them and how that God uh, helps them. And then, he, and then he even says, oh, you have little faith in that passage. But then he tells us what to seek. He says, seek ye what? First. Seek ye first. Now, this isn't for the, this, again, this is not this message to seek ye first. This is not for the world. This is for those that if you're alive in Christ, if your life is hid in Christ, if you have a bright future with the Lord Jesus Christ for all of eternity, then for us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's almost as if, if we get the head right. That's what we talked about a couple weeks ago. If we get our head right, who is our head? The Lord Jesus Christ. If we get the head right, everything else in the body will start to take its rightful place. So seek ye first. Boy, we need reminders of this, don't we? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What's that mean? Seek His will. His purpose, His plan, right? This is how we uh, submit ourselves to that in our daily lives. I think that there's practical ways of doing this. And, and as, as Christians, you know, we should be, if He tells us to set our affections, if He tells us to seek, then we should, you know, say, how? How can I do this? How can I fulfill this purpose, this calling that clearly the Lord is calling me to in my life? So, how? Well, I thought of the, just the word set your affection. Like, it's almost as if, it's almost like setting a clock, right? You set your clock. This is how, what we're supposed to do. We're to set our affection. Like, purpose it. Like, dial it in, you know? He's the standard. 
right? He's the standard. You, you, you don't just pick, you just don't pick a, any, any time that feels good, you know? I'm going to set my clock according to my heart, right? I'm going to set my clock, I'm just going to pick a number, right? That didn't work. No, there has to be a standard. The standard is the Lord Jesus Christ. Set our affection toward what? Toward Him, due north, right? This is how we set it. Not to something that we feel, but set it to Him. And I would say this, that, you know... We probably need a reset. And a reset quite often. Right? This is uh, uh, something that I'm sure that I need, you need, is, you know, if he says to set our affection on things above, I'm due for a reset. Right? I need to dial it back in. I need to get back into dialing in my affections. And I would say that we probably need a pretty regular reset. Maybe even daily, right? Daily, kind of, because, boy, this, I don't know about you, but we get, there is an attraction to the things of the world, and our emotions quickly get attached to those things. And when you're talking about your affection, the, a definition, the definition for affection is that is a bent of our mind toward a particular object. It's, it's, it attracts you, right? It's our desire. It can be your passion. It can be what motivates us or excites us. And so it's easy before too long to be setting all of our affections on things of the earth. That that's what's driving us, motivating us. And like we talked, the song was, you know, before long we're losing our spiritual strength. Before long we're losing that spiritual uh, zeal that we have toward the Lord. And so I would say, and just a question for all of us, how much of our affection is set on earthly things. Let me just take a second to kind of, you know, think through that. How much of my affection is set on earthly things? I think it takes a message like this. It takes reading God's Word and Scripture and, and sometimes even troubles and trials in our life to reset those uh, affections in our lives that, to, to a place to draw our attention. And I started... By saying that, that this morning, we're going to draw our attention toward heaven. Draw our attention toward the things of God and the things of Christ. And that those things that are eternal. I, I, you know, like I said, you can find a lot of information about worldly things. But when we come into God's house, and we want to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to turn our attention to Him. Uh, there's, um, you know... I think as a Christian, we have to match, as we call ourselves a Christian, a follower of Christ, we have to come to a place where we, we match what we say we believe with, you know, our lifestyle, with, with, our, with how we behave, if you will. And so if we truly believe in the eternal, and we truly believe in all the promises of God in that bright future, then our lifestyle would kind of show that, that our affections, that our desires, that our, um, you know, what motivates us, what excites us would be those things that are eternal, that we would kind of think that our future is wrapped up in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's our future is Him. And so to see people, to see world events, to see 
our daily events, just the simplest and smallest things, the big things, the little things, to see all those things in the light of, of Christ, in the light of his purpose, in the light of his wisdom and his direction. The Lord Jesus Christ teaches again, this is a, out of Matthew chapter 6, he says, um, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. This is Matthew six nineteen, Where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But, so don't do that. Don't lay up for this. But, lay up for yourselves treasures where? In heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. Then he tells us something that I think is uh, simple but profound and that is for where your treasure is there will your heart be also so apparently it's easy for us to set our affections on our treasures but then the question is where are we directing our treasures Where do we put our treasures? He's telling us, hey, treasure those things that are eternal. Treasure those things that are lasting. Treasure those things that are uh, for Christ and in Christ. Why? Because it's eternal. Things that will last. And so how is it that we are setting our affections or setting our hearts on, on, on the treasures? Remember, last week we started with the Lord Jesus Christ is our treasure. Is our reward. Remember that last week in Colossians uh, 2 and verse 3. It says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Talking about Him. Hey, how is it that we can uh, set our affections on those things? I think the more that we treasure our relationship with Christ. That's it. That's what he was saying in that chapter, wasn't it? All these other external things that we could try to pursue. And he talked about the, the treasure of our relationship with Christ, that we are complete in him. And the more that we treasure that and treasure him above these other things, right? I'd rather have Jesus. That song, I'd rather have him than silver and gold. The more that we set our our uh, treasures, that He is our treasure, the more that our affections will go this same direction. You say, what is the purpose of this? As a, as a Christian, without it, boy, you know, you, you seem to lose that joy of the Lord, that fellowship with Him, that, that th- there is a, a lack of power and a lack of purpose in the Christian's life when He is not first. There just is. And so, He says... Uh, how is it that we set our affection? How is it we seek? Well, the first part is to, to mortify. Mortify the members on this earth, right? That doesn't sound good. I looked up the definition of that. It says to destroy. To bring into subjection. To subdue. To humble. And before we go the, the wrong thought process with that, we remember... At the end of chapter two last week, he he talked about that, uh, that that this isn't an external thing where we, you know, prove that we mortify our flesh by, you know, a bed of nails or hot coals or anything goofy like that. That's not what it's about. You know that it is a it is a denying of self. It is 
the definition of being filled with the Spirit is to be emptied with self. Emptied of self-will. Thy will. Not my will, but thine be done. And so there is a direction that our members would like to go that is contrary to God. And so it is that submitting our will to His will. That's the first part, right? So directing our, 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 our attention on Him and not on ourself. Because, boy, self is a way of uh, wanting all the attention, doesn't it? I think a way of setting or resetting, if you will, our attention, our affection, is prayer. It is prayer. Prayer is that, you know, so often we use prayer for casting our cares on the Lord, and He wants us to. But it's a lot more than that, isn't it? Prayer is that form of fellowship with God, where in prayer we can seek uh, God's will. I think that in prayer, one of the things that we're doing is we're acknowledging God as sovereign, as Savior, that He knows we don't know. There's so much that we don't know. <laughs> right? But he, we know that He knows. And as we go to Him in prayer, that's what we're saying. Is we're saying, hey, I want to reset. I want to take from me being in control of my life to submitting to your control and seeking your will. That's the other part of prayer. I believe that it's so important. It's not just, it's not just that God hears everything that I have to say. But that I'm asking him for his will. In all thy ways, the Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And there's a promise with that. What's the promise? He will direct our path. And so as we think of setting our affections, I want us to think of this. How is it that we can continually, daily, be setting our affections toward things that are, are above? I think it's prayer. I think starting the day with prayer, I think praying throughout the day, I think that's, that's great. It's constantly throughout the day praying for his will. I would say the big things, the big, again, the big world event type things. You say, what do I do with this? Take it to the Lord in prayer. What do I do about the daily things, the, the little simple things that just uh, seem to build up? Take it to the Lord in prayer. Prayer, reset, reset. Constantly we are setting our direction. We're setting our attention, putting it back onto the Lord. Not just our prayers, but that, that, that prayer it affects our minds, our thought process. And the, there's a great power in that, of being able to control our, our thought process. And he tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Can you imagine if that was our filter for what we what we listen to, what we watch, what we think about, what we allow into our lives, boy, that would have a way of setting, setting our affection, setting the direction of our life, is that prayer and seeking God in our thought process and constantly, constantly setting it back, resetting it back. 
There's another practical way. I think prayer is powerful. But he also tells us in in that same chapter of Colossians chapter 3. Look at verse um, 15. Colossians chapter 3 in verse 15. He says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called into one body, and be ye thankful. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So he says, let, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. As as you think of this uh, reset, maybe you could leave with this an easy way to remember it, resetting our direction, resetting our thought process. Maybe you could think of set your affection and let the word of God. Set your affection. And And again, you know, the, That, I think, is prayer. Our prayer life, our constantly going to the Lord, but then letting the Word of God dwell in us richly. Being in God's Word. I, 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 you know, we, the Word of God is our strength. It is likened to bread in the Bible, meat. It's likened to milk. It's likened to all these things. And if you think of yourself as a spiritual Individual, you have to have spiritual food to have spiritual strength. You have to. And, and, and where are we going to get that? Does the world offer spiritual food? It doesn't. You can't get that at Kroger or Meyer. You got to get it through the Word of God. It's the only place that you can do that, is through the Word of God. Can I tell you, as you set in your, you say, set on things above, these words, the words of God, these are the words of Christ. All of them. And these are not from the earth. These are not earthly words. These aren't that earthly philosophy that we talked about last week. That's not what this is at all. This truly is wisdom from above. This truly is the word of God that's from above. And so... All of it, all of it is good for our strength. It's good for our help. Some parts are, you know, maybe more interesting to you or more helpful to you at times than others. But all of God's word is 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 meant for us to help us, to strengthen us, to to lead us in that right way. And then he he says here, and I know I've I've uh, pointed this out uh, multiple times, but this the correlation. The, the similarities between Colossians and Ephesians, um, and, and specifically in Ephesians where, um, Ephesians 5.18, where the apostle tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? This command, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you read the results of that. The results of being filled with God's Spirit is... A song in your heart. It's the same as Colossians. It's the same as a letting the word of God dwell in you. He says that you'll have a song in your heart. That you'll be giving thanks to God. That you'll be submitting one to another in Christ. 
And so you say, well, if, if, it, if we're commanded in Ephesians to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? How is it? How is it that I can do that? How is it that I can uh, uh, submit to that command? And that is through the Word of God. Allowing the Word of God. That's the same as Christ abiding in us. Us in, in Christ. is He is the Word. He is the Word that was made flesh. I mean, you, he, you, we can't get closer um, to our Lord Jesus Christ than to be dwelling in, in His Word. To abide in His Word and to allow His Word to, to um, what He says, dwell in you richly. And again, you say, what's the, what's the effect? It's the same as being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a results that come of it. There is this Word that's a living, that's alive. It becomes that source of life. I know this seems maybe somewhat of a simple message, but it is something that I think we all need throughout our lives is this constant reset, constant reset of setting our affections, of letting the word of God dwell in us richly. I think that we need the word of God daily, don't you? I mean, I think we do. We need God's word daily in us, reading it and not just not just, you know, reading it, but allowing it to dwell in us. To study on it, to think on it, to meditate, to marinate, you know, to let God's word work. It will do a work. It's alive and living and it will do a work. It can get down into the smallest uh, little places of our hearts, dividing even the soul, uh, uh, soul and spirit to the smallest little places. It can get in and work. In our lives. And so making this a, a priority, making it, I think this is a reminder for all of us to seek ye first. I think it's wonderful if you can if you can do this first thing in the first thing in the morning, first thing in the day, if you can make it a priority that before we get before we get going, before we allow the world's words to hit us, before we hear all the things from Earth, like let me check in on earth and see how the world's doing today. Before we do that, check in on heaven. Check in on the word of God. Before we do all those other things, to allow God's word to begin to touch our hearts and to teach us. To be able then to be able to reset all of our focus in prayer. In prayer. Prayer is, you know, you say, what should I pray about? Pray about everything. Pray about everything. We, we said, uh, uh, this was maybe six months, a year ago, when we were going through Philippians, in Philippians 4, 6, where we talked about be careful for what? Nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Isn't that a good, isn't that a good verse? You know what? So often throughout the day, there's things that would like to take our attention away from from the Lord and really would cause us to be full of care, maybe full of anxiety, full of worry, full of all these different things. But he says, no, reset. And so I I, I started looking at this passage and studying it and knew that I was going to preach on set your affection uh, by Wednesday of this last week. And so. You know, that means I have to try to live it out. 
I have to try to make it, you know, I'm under that uh, obligation to make God's word work in my life before I preach it. And so it's interesting all week long to to as uh, as things would come up for my time, maybe. Or for my resources or for my treasure or for whatever. And I had a choice. And I would try to make that choice based upon set your affection on things above. Try to reset these things. Maybe it's, maybe it's um, uh, something that you have to pray about. Maybe it's something where, you know, you say, wow, I'm just getting too uh, consumed with the things of the world and I just need to reset. Reset. He says, uh, pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. You know how often in our, in our daily lives we need a reset? All the time. I mean, the, the, uh, the amount of things in this world today that are going for our attention. And boy, you know, from, from our phones and, and the media and, and, and online, all the th- sort of things that will try to get our attention and, and attract us away from what our real purpose and plan is, what our real bright future is. I think it's uh, something where we can set our affections and let the word of God dwell in us richly. This is what the Lord is calling us to do, calling his people. Again, this is something for God's people, for his, his church. That, hey, think of this. In the, in the world today, if, if we who are called by his name, we who are called Christians, if we're not focusing on things that are eternal and things that are above and things that are uh, in his word, who would be? No one would be. And so it's got to be a priority to the, to the church. It's got to be a priority to, as ambassadors of heaven, by the way, as ambassadors of heaven, that we can uh, focus on his word. He says, if then, you may be here this morning, and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Well, today is that day of salvation. Today is it. I know that, that the Lord was, would be calling you. You say, what's, what's God's will in my life? If I've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, is that you would be reconciled to God. He made a way for you. He made a way for you to be re- You say, how did he do that? He died for us that we might be able to live for him, that we might be able to live unto him, that we might be able to know him. He died for our sins. That God made himself flesh, came to earth, lived a sinless life, and died for our sins. He was buried, but he rose again. He rose again the third day, showing that he is victorious. And, and us, in him, those who are in Christ, have that same hope of the resurrection. Have that same hope of eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you've never trusted Christ today as your Savior, today is that day. Today is the day of salvation where you call out to Him and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I'm asking for your salvation. I'm asking for your forgiveness. I want to be a child of God. I want to put my faith and trust in your finished work on the cross. And you can know. And you can know that you have 
eternal life. Matter of fact, we'll give you that chance in just a second as we pray. You can have that chance to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. If the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart right now saying that's something that you need to do. That's something where you, you, you know, you need to submit yourself to the gospel and believe with you all your heart. Don't allow the things of the world to take. Don't allow pride. Don't allow all these things to take that thought away. But, but submit yourself to this and to the gospel. I think the Lord is calling his people, the church those who are risen with Him, those who have been born again, those whose lives are hidden, secure in Him, those who have that bright future, that here and now, in this earth, that we would set our affections, set our affections on things that are above. Don't just allow the things of this earth to take our attention, to take our affection, but that we would set, that we would set it throughout the day, reset it through prayer. Continually seeking God and His work and His promises and in His will through prayer. In, in everything. In everything. World events to daily events. Pray about it. Seek God in His Word. To know Him in His Word. To let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. This is our constant reset. We need this. We need to have that focus and fellowship on him. And maybe, maybe you're here this morning. You say, I, I've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, but today I'm, I want to do that. I'd like to put my faith in him. Maybe it's for the Christian that says, listen, this world has got my attention. All the things of this world has just taken, really stolen the, my joy. I need to reset. I need to set my affections on things above. I need to let the word of God dwell in me richly. And take this time to pray and say, God, I need a reset. I need to allow, I need to allow some of the things that have been controlling my thought processes and my emotions and all these other things. And I need to put you first. Seek you first. Lord, I want my treasure to be you. I want it that the treasure of my heart, the thing that I'm looking for, is to know you and to have that fellowship with you and to fulfill your purpose and your will in my life. Lord, as we close, I, I ask that this word, your word, uh, that you have given to us would affect us. I pray that these things would be stuck into our hearts and minds. That... It wouldn't be just a, a, a message that we heard, but God, a lifestyle that we start to implement in our lives. That we would continually reset, reset our, our, our compass, reset our direction. God, reset our mind and heart on you to, to, to see the purpose and the, and the need of allowing your word to, to change us to strengthen us, to renew us, to allow your spirit to empower us for what you've called us to do. Lord, I know that you want us as a church uh, to, to be that light to the world, to those that need hope, to those that need help. And Lord, you're calling us uh, to this relationship with you. Lord, we thank you for it. We pray that, uh, God, that this would uh, help us in our daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website or write to us at 2094 East State Route 73, Waynesville, Ohio, 45068. And feel free to visit us if you're in the South Dayton, Ohio area.